Today's podcast episode is a special bonus episode, and it is a candid conversation with my friend, fellow spiritual advisor, and she is also a coach that specializes in helping entrepreneurs infiltrate or assimilate more spirituality, more intuition, and just more soul alignment in their business. And this conversation is something that has been ongoing behind closed doors. I've been having this with so many of my friends in the coaching space, and it needs to be said, it needs to be talked about. So if you are an entrepreneur, if you are in the personal development space, if you are someone that has hired a coach, whether it was for business or for personal development, you're going to get a lot of value and probably feel very seen after listening to this episode. So without further ado, here is Candid Conversations with Soul-Centered Coaches. What is up? What is up? And welcome to a live recording of the Boss Live with Bonds podcast. Um, Super excited today. I'm going to have... And I've lost all my notes. Typical bonds. No, but I'm going to have a guest on the show today. Her name is Kristen Franey. I hope that I'm saying that correctly. And as soon as she logs in, we will have her on here live with us. I'm going to let her do her own introduction. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and find her. Um, Wait, there she is. Sweet. And then invite to join. Nope, it's not giving me that option. That's so fun. We love the internet. Let's try that again. And once Christian, yeah, once Kristen is able to hop on, I can explain to you a little bit about uh, what we're going to do today. There she goes. There we go. Hello. It's doing something. It's doing something. She's on there. There we go. How the hell are you today? I'm great. How are you today? Um, um, I just ate a bowl of Chipotle. Nothing makes me happier than that. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I'm not so sure the reference there. Is that a good thing? Not a good thing? Awesome. Oh, yeah, I can see how it would be bad considering I'm lactose intolerant. But yeah, we take one for the team and we have guac. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, I want to welcome our guest today on the Boss Side with Bonds podcast. Am I saying last name correctly? Franey? Franey? Okay. Kristen Franey here. And we connected on the interwebs, which is awesome because that's what it's for. And I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. And I'm going to wave at people as they come up. (laughs) Hi. Um, Yes, so I was so excited. We just sort of were having some conversation because I had posted that I was in L.A. or posted in L.A. And you found me in L.A. while you were out here on your trip. Um, And it's been really cool to have conversation um, about all of the amazing things that you've got going on. And we're really similar in what we're thinking. Um, essentially what I do, I am a mindset coach for coaches and entrepreneurs. So I help people who are leading their businesses um, get to their next level, their next level of business, their next level of personal development, their next level of growth, largely through um, the mindset work and uncovering what their blocks and limiting beliefs are. And I work with people who are here specifically to make an impact. Like, Uh, They're not here to work as cogs in the machine, like their coaching business is to stand for something and they want to stand for something through their coaching business Um, or through their entrepreneurship. I work with people who aren't coaches too, but mostly coaches or service providers in some way. So guys, now you can see why I want her on here. Like we we have a lot of the same interest and we're here to to serve the collective and serve those that are doing their part to also serve the collective. And mindset is, 
what I love it. You guys know. So that's that's why her and I clicked so well. We got to chatting in the DMs. And I was like, wow, we're on the same page. So, uh, so awesome. So one of the first things that I wanted to ask you about, because when you mentioned it on our call the other day, it really, I admire that. You used to coach in a corporate setting, correct? I, I did, yes. So I worked in corporate for over 20 years, um, closer to 25. Um, so, and I was a coach. I coached leaders. I was a leader within corporate retail and responsible for business operations, generating sales, um, promoting people and getting people to... Uh, move into a higher position and largely the businesses that I worked with um, were very people centric and my role was very people centric and developing people to become better leaders and how they were showing up um, so that they could get the most out of their teams. I got the most out of my teams by developing them. Um, but ultimately it wasn't very values aligned. Um, but you know the the coaching skills and coaching ability um, I honed over those 20 years or 25 years um, and ultimately was responsible for training other people in coaching. And I worked with people that were outside of my brand. I worked with other leaders within the business to um, help them get to the next level in, within the business. And what made you decide to go from, because all entrepreneurs, we all know, like when you go out on your own, it's like good luck, sink or swim type deal. What would possess you? <laughs> to go from being comfortable in a corporate position to doing what you do now? Yeah, well, I was miserable in my job, um, but I was terrified to leave. I had uh, a two-year contract and I hated it. And I thought I've just got to get through to the end of my two-year contract and then I can figure out what to do. Um, I was really not in a good place. Um, I was, you know, my headspace was not great. I was drinking too much. I was gaining weight. I did not have a very good lifestyle. And I created an exit plan, which was as well thought out as buying a backpack and saying, well, shit hits the fan and I got to quit. Um, I'll just go backpacking around Southeast Asia. Um, I was about 46 years old at the time, 45. So I don't know that it was the most well thought out exit strategy. Um, but I got back from a vacation and they told me that my role had been made redundant. So that particular business had not expanded the way that they thought it would when they created my role. And so they decided not to continue on with that structure. And so I lost my job and it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Um, I ultimately went on a retreat. I took some time off out of working to kind of recalibrate my nervous system. I didn't know it at the time. I just knew that I didn't have the bandwidth for doing anything. Um, and I traveled and I spent time figuring out myself and what was really important for me. And on the retreat that I went on, a lot of the other people who were on that were coming to me and asking me for guidance in between the sessions. So there was somebody who was leading the retreat. I was just there like them. I didn't have my shit figured out either. Um, but they were naturally gravitating towards me and asking me questions. And I was like, wait a minute, this this is, I can do this. Like, this is kind of my thing. And so I looked into it and um, realized that life coaching was a thing. Um, that I could, even though I didn't at the time know what I was doing necessarily in terms of my own life, I could figure it out. Um, and so I did. And I worked for the first year as a life coach. Um, and then 
through working with people, realize that the people that I love to work with the most are really impact driven, that um, it's people who want to align their business with their values and that it's about something bigger than just making money to buy the next LV handbag. It's about making money so that it can be put back into society, put back into culture, put back into the communities that, that support us while we're on our journey. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is why she's on the show. If you followed me for any amount of time, you know where my heart is. You know how they, they put a quote up the other day that I said, and I was like, oh, snap. Uh, coaching is a calling. And I truly believe that. I think the same way that a teacher, right? Like, you can't just stick anybody in a classroom and tell them, teach this group of eight-year-olds. Like, you have to have a special heart and to a certain extent, a calling to to have that gift to teach, but not just like the skill of teaching or the skill of coaching, but the desire and the patience and also just that inner wisdom that it takes to be able to pull certain things out of people. And one of the big reasons why we're on this live today is because what I noticed in my, my perspective was it went from coaching being this like beautiful thing to it's now something we package up and we scale. Or, oh, well, I have this skill, so now I'm a coach. And it's like, skills can be sold as a course, if you want to do that. Courses yeah. are not coaching. Um, and so, yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanted to look at the coaching space in the past, in the present, kind of where we are now, and then where it's going. So for me, coaching was always something, I kind of infused my experience with ministry into it and just did life with people. So I would get clients and yes, I charge for what I'm doing, but it's less about, did you do this right? Did you do this checklist? Da, 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 and more just hearing when they, when they have an obstacle, us unraveling how we got there versus, well, do better next week and, and you know, whatever. And so for me, coaching was such a beautiful thing. I always sought out mentors. I always thought I sought out coaches because, you know, they can save you time. They've been through the experience. They've worked with multiple people, so they have multiple solutions. They've heard it. Like, it was just like a no-brainer to me. And I had no second guesses about people when I'd be online and I'd see a business coach. I'd, I'd watch their stuff for a little while. I'm like, this resonates with me. This person seems legit. And that's how I ended up hiring my first coach was I, I watched what he talked about. I'm like, he he seems to be wanting to make an impact. And 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 this seems like a, you know, like, like this. This is on par and, and and then you know so for me i never had the resistance that a lot of people have towards coaching today because when i came into the space it wasn't like how it looks now it was like any other business hey i am a coach i do this i sell this here you go and and most of, majority of the people were legit coaches trying to do their business and that's what it looked like for me and that that i loved it i was like yay i finally can take my skills and do something with it yay and i was so and now you saw my post the other day I'm like fuck it I'm not a coach if this is what it's all about so what did the coaching space look like for you when you started yeah I you know I love that distinction too because I think that so many people have joined the space and it's maybe diluted what coaching really is and it's diluted what people understand coaching should be um so when I first started, I was sort of, I was very much in the life coachy space and kind of still a little bit working with people coming out of corporate, like finding your purpose in life, that sort of very Mel Robbins-y 
space, um, although I was terrified to show up online, so I wasn't as ballsy as, as Mel Robbins. Um, but then it sort of got into feeling very much like everybody was saying that they're a coach, but they're really selling a program. They're not selling a transformation. So coaching to me is when you're coaching a person, you're looking at the whole person. Um, and it's not, it goes beyond holistic. It's looking at their, their soul, their self, their ego, their subconscious, their, how they're showing up, what their behaviors are, what their habits are, and how that's impacting what it is that they're doing. And so many people now say, I'm a marketing coach. No, you're teaching marketing. You're not coaching. So there's a difference between sort of consulting. And when I went through my training, this was made very clear. Um, and I think because they wanted to distinguish, you know, this is what you're going to get as coaches, but it makes a lot of sense. And why I think um, there's some misunderstanding in, in the online space about what coaching really is, because you can have like a, a teacher, somebody who's teaching something, they're just going to stand up there and teach, or you can have a consultant, they're probably going to be like in it with you, like, let's figure this out. Or you're going to have a coach who can really be across any industry, but they're looking at the person, not necessarily what is the particular skill. So I've coached people who have sold businesses for $3 million. I've never done that, but I've coached them on who they are as a person and how that is showing up in what their goals and their objectives are. So coaching has become, though, like you said, you know, somebody's packaging a course and saying, here's my coaching course. That's not coaching. You can't have a coaching set of modules, right? That's a self-help book. Right? Coaching is really asking deep questions. And yes, you can self-coach to an extent, but we've all got blind spots that your brain simply is not letting you see because as soon as your subconscious lets you see them then they're going to wither away and that's going to they're just going to be gone and your subconscious wants to stay there da, da, da. we can be talking about that for days so it's sometimes impossible to see and understand what those subconscious patterns are because your brain simply won't let you look around the corner and see what they are and the coach's job is to help you see those is to hold space for you to keep a safe space kind of hold your hand while you're peeking around the corner so that you can see what those blind spots are and to come to your own personal realizations of what it is that is keeping you stuck in those patterns that you want to transcend so that you can find the freedom or you can live more full or you can and get back in touch and unlearn all of those things that we've had to learn by being out in the world and through society and, and all of our interactions when you I, I'm, I'm just taking notes just in case i want to come back to anything that you said because you know i'll forget everything so i'm like taking notes on the good stuff. i'm ready um the stuff that stuck out to me i like the differentiation between a teacher a coach and a consultant so i have a lot of friends who have tried to and this is this is why i have to be vocal about it because i really am at heart a coach and you are too and there's plenty of us out here who really want to coach and you distinguish the fact that 
coaching doesn't matter where the client is, right? You've coached people that have sold businesses for millions of dollars. Doesn't mean that that's where you're at, but it means that they know that you have the skill set that can help them get to their goals. And that is what coaching is all about. And what it's turned into, in my opinion, is, well, who has the most followers? That means you're trustworthy, even though we all know you can buy them. Um, who's got the best social media feed, even though you can go into Canva and make your social media look so professional. I use Canva every day you can't tell if you look at my profile though because i don't give a fuck about like how the profile looks i want to give you the value in a way that looks like me coaching has turned into um packaging up and selling courses or products and it like pains me because some of my best friends are like trying to package it like oh i'm trying to sell this code coaching program and i'm gonna do this i'm like but you're not coaching your clients that's an coaching is an experience it's not a product i love the way yeah. that it opens what do you say um, I, I just, I just love the way that you, you, the questions part, there we go. The thing that differentiates a coach from a teacher, because I know plenty of great teachers who would make shitty coaches just because that's not the same skill set. I can teach mm -hmm. and coach because I really do like to teach stuff. But like, if I were to take someone that doesn't, coaching comes from experience too. I think that's one of my biggest um, differentiators is that and I was reading up on it before we did our episode. I forget what exactly it said, but it was like, oh, part of your coaching comes from your experience and your ability to teach it to people. So there is an aspect of like a coach probably should, would make a good teacher, but not always the other way around. And people that don't have experience and they hop on this space with their, you know, they went to Canva and they got all the templates. So now my profile looks professional. I got my followers or I'm in the right circle. So I have a lot of followers. So now look, I have a coaching business. And similar to even fitness coaching, I'll come back to that, the difference between the two. I think a lot of my audience got confused when I was talking about not coaching anymore. Um, but the difference between the two is that someone that has more experience as a coach is probably going to be able to have, they have more insight, more things to bring to the table, more, and I'm not shitting on anyone who's just starting, guys, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is a coach is, is they, I, I, I love that title of coach because it lets me know that you, you've lived life, you've had experience and you are now able to guide me to where you have gone or where you have taken people to not just i read a book i want to make some money so now i'm going to make this a course and boom put coaching for my name yeah there's so much that you've just said in there that i absolutely love so i saw a post the other day we were an ad that said set up your coaching business in 48 hours it. we'll give you the checklist <laughs> i'm like wait <laughs> Wait, what? That's not going, like, it doesn't work that way. Yes, you can set it up. You can set up your Zoom account. You can set up your PayPal. You can set up those things, but that's not going to teach you how to be a coach and get you coaching clients. Um, and I, there was a quote that I saw once that said, you can only meet people to the depth to which you've met yourself. And so that's where the experience comes in. And what I think is super important to distinguish between, like, I have clients that make more money than I do. I have, I have since day one. My very first client in when I became a bit or started working with entrepreneurs um, hit $100,000 within 10 months. I mean, it took me another year and a half to get there. <laughs> so 
And I'll be honest, that was a bitter pill to swallow. I was like, how can I get these people these results? But I looked at what the result was that I got her was a deeper sense of understanding. She already had some business knowledge and business acumen. She had been an entrepreneur and had run her own business. And her stumbling block wasn't how do I set this up or how do I build a website or how do I create a package? Her stumbling block was how do I show up doing this new thing? Like I've been, um, you know, sort of the, the mom that does photography and, you know, it's sort of fairly traditional and it's not out of the box. And now I'm saying I'm a medium um, and I channel spirit uh, a little bit scared of putting myself out there. And when I coached her and said, well, you know, what happens when you shift that perspective and start to see that maybe people are waiting for you? She was like, oh, shit, everything opens up. She's like, I've got a group of 2000 people and bingo like that. When she stepped into what she was supposed to be doing and she stopped being afraid of it and she shifted her mindset, she was off to the races, you know, and she she was my very first client that I coached in the business space. But it's it's so much more about what's like you said, like what's going on up here, or what's going on here in your heart. And when those two are in coherence, um, that is really the big shift. And so there's a lot of people out there that might have really big success. Maybe they were a marketer before and they know exactly the pain points to talk about or they know exactly the little you know the languaging to use or they know how to sell you into building your coaching business or launching your coaching business in 48 hours um but they don't know how to help you overcome the challenges and the obstacles that you're facing that are making that harder for you than it maybe needs to be i think that's a very big point and i do want to kind of touch not kind of i want to touch on that because when i first started being vocal about how and i was coming from a place of bitterness full transparency i'm gonna lie um when i was first being vocal about my views of the coaching space i was like you know nobody taught me how to do this and nobody taught me how to do that and somebody called me out be like you hired him for business coaching bonnie not for inner work and healing and i was like "Ooh, that's fair i will take that i will take like that and and because i think that coaching is a calling because i think that coaches need to be leaders you have a responsibility as a coach and a leader to acknowledge some of those areas that you don't cover because when i joined the online space and i started investing in coaches the very first one i was in was for people like yourself who had already been relatively successful in the corporate space they weren't coming to the table with like zero dollars in their pocket or like me as a single mom without the funds to invest in themselves like they they came they were already set up and were like okay how do i transition from this corporate job into coaching right um but then um i started i realized that that was not where i was at i was like whoa these people like i love the information and it's great but like this is not it's not my ecosystem so i went and did find coaches that were at my level if you will or we're talking to people like me and at the time i was an in-person trainer and a server looking to transition online due to covid and it was in that space where i started to find a bunch of coaches that became business coaches because they you know reached a certain amount of money in their own business i'm not mad about that not here's here's where responsibility comes into play if you know that your target demographic is generally people of color socioeconomically um, disadvantaged people if you're going 
trying to use the word coach, which for me weighs heavy. That way, that title is a heavy, it's a heavy crown, big shoes to fill. If you're going to go and throw that word in front of it, you get to be responsible for how you deliver information and then also let them know what's not included, mm -hmm. right? Like when people mm -hmm. come, I have a, a membership program for fitness and I let them know like, hey, this is a, a option that I created out of necessity because I know how expensive online coaches can be, but I know how necessary this work is. So this is what you get with our membership. I'm not promising to do some inner healing with you. I'm not like the stuff that you see me do on this side of the business, that's where it's at. But over here, this is what you get. And it's awesome and it's great, but here's also what you don't get. And so me knowing um, where women come from, when they come to me, they have a lot of heavy baggage and they have a lot of stuff in their past. I let them know, hey, if you want to be the most successful in this journey, you're probably going to want to work with us for a little more inner work. But if you just want the fitness, here you go. And I feel, and again, I, there's empathy in my heart now because those coaches couldn't have possibly known that this is where we would be two years post COVID. So I'm not like, oh, fuck those coaches. That's not what I'm saying. But for those who know good and well that they're targeting people who are in a who are already disadvantaged economically and just being like, fuck it. They said they wanted to pay 5K and become a coach overnight. I'm going to take it. Those are the people, that's, that's, that's where it starts to grind my gears. Um, and I'm not even sure how I got off on this road, but that's where a lot of my frustration comes from with the coaching space. And that's where I'm sitting at. What's coming up for you there? Yeah, I, I feel like there are a lot of people that prey on people who are newer in this space. Um, and you and I have had a whole lot of conversation about privilege and I really like what we were talking about or what you sent through a little bit before we started about conscious bias and unconscious bias and wanna unpack that a little bit. Um, but I think that there are just so many people that are really preying on people who are newer in the space who don't have the experience and they know exactly what buttons to push and they are great fucking marketers, yes. but they're not great coaches that part. and they're not going to get the results. So an example, and I haven't started working with this person. I think, you know, the time will come when it is right for her, but it's not right right now. She was working or she is um, a coach for people who have experienced sexual trauma. And she signed up for a coaching program that was $15,000. She decided she wanted to become a coach. She found all of the money. She spent $15,000 on a program that I want to say was three months long. Oh. Now that to me is a shit ton of money. Okay, <laughs> like don't spend that. Just not yet, right? Like you shouldn't be spending that until you're really well established in your business. So she didn't get very far because the very first thing was like, they're taking her through this exact structure. First, you need to have your I help statement and then you need to have this and then you can do this. And she got stuck at her I help statement because they were trying to package it into, you know, like a, a Mad Libs for I help statements, fill in the blank. I help these people do this so that, right? Which first off, can you sound any more vanilla and the same as everybody else out there? You are not going to stand out if you use that formula. Maybe 10 years ago when the internet first blew up, it would have. So before everybody was over it, like I'm over it. Yeah, done. I don't want to see and I help. Yeah. So she, um, she got stuck 
And she could, she's like, I don't even know how I can coach. I can't show up at events. I don't know what to do when I get onto calls. I feel so, she lost all of her confidence in these amazing skills that she actually has in serving this community that needs her so deeply because she went through this whole spiral because she didn't have what they said was an effective I help statement. And they couldn't take the time to help her. Yeah, they couldn't take the time to help her figure out her people really don't want an I help statement. She can't say I help you if you've been sexually traumatized. No, she needs to look at it differently and not fit into that box because she's not coaching the same type of people as everybody else. And so that cookie cutter thing might work if you are doing marketing, if you are a service provider that you know has a, a program or something along those lines. But if you're an out of the box person and you're doing things differently to everybody else you can't follow all of those same strategies and so those programs aren't going to work i just need to let everything that you said sink in because i wish that i had known this like a year ago like this is i'm in a season now where i've officially said fuck all fuck of this. it this is what i'm here to do i'm here to usher in a new paradigm not fall in line with it i'm not putting i help on there because i help humans fuck off i'm not going to do this whole i help you get this result in 30 60 90 days that's why my programs would be sometimes three months four months six months and every new business coach i would hire bonnie get rid of all that shit just do this one thing and for me it was like I understand. I'm not stupid. I understand how the world works. I understand how math works and money to get rich faster. I have to have one solid offer. But as a conscious woman, as a person who knows her purpose and what I'm here to do, that's serving my pockets, not the collective. And as a woman that believes in her calling and knows how empowered I am, if this is something that God put on my heart to do, I'm not worried about when I win because I know I win. So I'm not worried about the win. And so me lately, I've had to strip off all of these things that people put on my head. Bonnie, you have to do it this way. It has to look this way. It has to do this. And I'm like, that's what your vision looks like. That's what your business looks like. That's what yours looks like. I'm like, if I'm here to create something new, like you said, I can't package up what I do and put it in a cookie cutter thing because it has felt like for the past three years, I couldn't figure out what kind of coach I am when I know what I do. I'm a life coach. I do fitness, we do spirituality, we do mindset, and we do whatever the fuck is happening in your life because it's your life. That's what a life coach is. But with everyone trying to make what I do look like this highly profitable, quickly, well, yes, highly profitable, but this quickly scalable uh, business model, it was just, it was eating me to my core. Like what you said about the girls, like I can't figure out uh, some days, I would change, I was changing my bio every, every, whenever someone else would tell me, I don't know what you do. And I'm like, oh my God, they don't know what kind of coach I am. Let me make it very clear so that I can say what I am so that, you know, I can have a niche. And it's like, I am the niche. Okay. What I'm doing, what I'm bringing to the table is the niche. Those that see it like real, recognize real. And the people that fuck with me right there, my girl, Ashley, she already knows the people that come to my page, hear what I'm talking about are like, that's what it is. That's how that's how I want to get my clients that I want. I want my vibe to attract my tribe, the women who, because that already lets me know that they're at the stage where I can help them. People who are awakened enough to be able to recognize, like I can already see my people when, when, when I'm on their page, it takes just a few, I don't need a fucking, I help statement from, from you, like me reading your stuff. I already knew. I look at a few things. I'm like mindset and strategy. I'm like, she works with entrepreneurs. It's going to help me in my mindset. 
I think that it is very belittling to treat people. This is the part that used to irk me. Bonnie, nobody will know what you're doing if you're sometimes talking about mindset and sometimes talking about fitness. And I'm like, how fucking dumb do you think people are? Like, that is like, oh, like really? they go hand in hand. <laughs> it's like, really? So that's why if you look at me like, Bonnie, why do you have so many pages? Well, because for years, all of my business coaches were like, well, if you're going to be a life coach, have a life coach page. If you're going to do fitness, pick fitness, but you can't do both. And I'm like, that was the old paradigm. We are looking mm -hmm. at the whole person and this is what I do. End of story. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I mean, you just unpack so many good things and all of those things you said and also like i've had so many come to jesus moments when i'm working out like i think that actually was a huge catalyst for me in shifting my understanding of my capability and my confidence within my coaching was when i could finally fucking do a pull-up um took me a really long time but all of the things right and like you're stripped pretty bare when you're out there trying to do some hard things for the first time or lift really heavy weights and it's all of those things how we do anything is how we do everything and it's all interconnected um but there's just yeah i think it's very old school it's that old white male status quo you've got to do it this way fit into the boxes be a good girl, do all of these things, do it this way, take it all off. And it plain doesn't work for everybody. It just isn't, it just doesn't work for everybody. I'm looking at Chris's comment and this is one <laughs> we need to touch on that. I got caught up in the coaches, coaching coaches, and it completely knocked my confidence. And that's how he's been in the suites for 15 years. That's way longer than I've been coaching. And if he's, if that kind of like, messed him up in the head imagine how many people are coming in and this is the mlm part i want to talk about like co the coaching space has become this like like an mlm like okay you want to serve the collective and help well i'm a coach that can help you and this coach that's helping you is also paying a coach to teach them how to scale their business and this coach is you learning from this mastermind person who made 15 million dollars a second to teach you how to do all this and i'm just looking i'm like now wait a damn minute what what is what are we doing what happened to the people because down here at the bottom are the the people that are here to serve who are like i'm i just i'm not saying that the the market is pretty saturated so i'm not gonna i'm not saying that from a negative nancy perspective there's a lot of coaches out there right now and if we're all on instagram because that's the dream we were sold is that you can build your business on instagram without ads and once upon a time yes but now you probably need ads um but if all of us down here are just continuing to invest and then who's investing in them, who's investing in them, who's investing in them. Meanwhile, there's way more coaches out there that are getting clients just because of whatever reason. Um, at what point, like, what, what the fuck? Like, that's why I had to take a step back. I looked and I was like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I already made an agreement with myself that I've invested in at least seven business coaches. <laughs> So I'm like, we're going to take a break for now. Not that I have anything against business coaches, but personally, I'm like, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to look at what I want for my business, what I want for my brand, what I want my brand to be known for, where I want it to go. And if it's always changing because Jimmy, uh, the, the funnel God genius told me that, you know, what I'm doing right now isn't working. And then someone else tells me what it is, isn't working my mom and I, we had this conversation the other day. She's like, I think it's time that you get to lean in and truly do what you want to do because that's the only way it's going to work. And so for anybody watching this or any coaches listening I love your to mom. my mom is amazing. 
amazing. She goes, and she's not an entrepreneur. She's been very like on edge watching this whole thing. Like, oh my God, is my daughter going to be okay? She's going to be okay. So, oh, good. She made money. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, wait, is she okay? Um, but it's true, guys. If you if you can relate to us and you know that you're here to do things a little bit different, I know it's scary. And I know you feel like you have to have someone box up your, your business and, and tell you how to do it. Man, oh man, some of the best coaches I had were the ones that were like, Bonnie, you just have to be you. Like, I can't really teach you anything else. I'm, I can guide you and I can answer questions about is this a smart business move or what would happen here? But like, I don't have a, like what you're trying to create isn't in a model. And I think there's a lot of coaches out here that need to hear that, especially if you follow me, I already know you don't color in between the lines. And if you are, you don't want to. So stop trying to, like, if you're gonna, to, if I were, to give you advice if you were to ask i would start seeking out spiritual coaches like my friend kristen here people that use their intuition and aren't telling you do it my way this is the only way that are listening to you like oh this is what you're trying to create okay this is the vision okay this is where your heart is well, what if you yeah. did this way or what would this look like we don't tell you what to do we're like what if what if you did this what if you pulled back from this what if you did more of this what if you leaned in what if is one of the most powerful questions that you can present to your frontal lobe because you say what if and that bad boy gets to working but when people tell you, oh this is what you have boom 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 it can be very restricting especially for a creative spirit it can it's like telling us like what we did what we came up with wasn't smart enough or what we came up with wasn't good enough and we've heard enough of that just being a human being on earth so that's my little, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute and, and touch base again and see what you have to say. It's all right. Stay on the box. That's the one that we like to have is the soapbox. We don't want to be in anybody else's boxes. Um, I think that's huge. And that's one of the very first things that I do with every person I work with is what do you want your business to look like? Like what is important for you at the end of this? What does success look like for you? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it give you? Like what sets your soul on fire? Why are you starting this business? Who is it that you want to work with? Because I'm gonna be honest too, like shit gets hard sometimes. And so it's real important to be able to come back to that why, but it's also really important that we're taking steps that are aligned with what that vision is and what you want to have at the end of it. Because otherwise, like you said, we're taking somebody's magic and what it is that's going to set them apart, which is, how you stand out in the online space and how you attract the people that you want to work with and trying to squeeze it in and make you look like everybody else well then you're like it just doesn't work right like you can't look like everybody else and be successful and then try to figure out well how am i supposed to sound different when i'm trying to look like and sound like everybody else and it's like a whole mind fuck and so you know one one of my clients was like you are the first person she said no word of a lie like i've been on a whole bunch of calls but you are the first person that said to me, what do you want your business to look like? Gosh. Yeah. And I was like, seriously, like nobody else asked you that. I, and it just, it blew my mind. No, it was a lot of, what did I have a lot of? And again, I want to, whoever's listening, I need you to really, 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 really understand that I'm a lifelong learner. I took something from every coach that I invested in, whether their program was a good fit for me or not, whether I stayed, whatever, I got something from everything. Okay, I got that out. Next. Um, how that feels on the receiving end to be like, to hear, basically, I don't give a fuck what you're trying to build. If you want to grow, you got to post two, three times a day. 
I don't give a fuck what your nervous system says. If you want this and you have to do it this way. And I did that. Anyone that listens to the first season of this podcast, you hear a very different woman. You hear someone who's like, go hard or go home. You sleep when you die. Do you want it or not? And I, that's how we got here is I had to learn the balance of that masculine energy. But it just, it made me very much question like, oh, so this is what I, this is what success looks like. Like now let's look at that from a different perspective. Like how that affects you, how it affects your business is one thing, but how it affects how you, you feel about yourself as a coach. You're like, well, this is my passion and this is, this is what I intend to bring, but I have to burn myself out to be able to deliver it. And so then it, that that's, that's when people either burn out and give up on their business or they continue. Continue. This this is something I'm seeing a lot of that kind of breaks my heart is that people give up on their business silently. Like there are one too many coaches that I know that still have coach in their name, and I was like, you're not you're not posting about your business anymore. You're not like you're not active in your business. Are you afraid to say that you've given up on your business? And it's not. I'm not saying this to shame you. I'm actually adding to how much shame is around those of us that just can't cut the grind, grind, grind method that people are selling us. And that's the part that broke my heart because there's a lot of well-meaning coaches that I've come across who that grind, grind, grind day, they tried, but that's not how they are. That's not, oh my Lord, it's not who they are. And 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 you feel embarrassed to say you couldn't cut it. And it's not that you couldn't cut it. I From my heart, I hope you hear this message. It's not that you couldn't cut it. It's that they were trying to put you in a, in a container that you weren't meant to be in. So please, please hear us. Like you have a light, you have a purpose and you have something that the world needs to hear and see. And maybe it doesn't need to come from you burning yourself out to deliver it. Yeah, guaranteed it doesn't have to come from you burning yourself out to deliver it because then you're not able to show up as your full self. And like, if you're not enjoying your life, what's the fucking right. point? Like you've got to enjoy it. And so you don't have to burn yourself out. Yeah, we got to work hard. And yeah, there's seasons of my business where I'm putting in a hell of a lot more hours. Um, but a lot of times it's because I'm super excited. I've got like this shit hot idea that I want to go off and I want to run with and I want to, you know, change this or I've got made a whole bunch of new connections and I'm super excited to talk about things. And then there's other times when I'm like, you know what, I I did all that. I did all those connections. I'm really just going to focus on what's here in front of me. And, you know, some weeks I work 15 hours a week. Some weeks I work 40. Um, but I get to decide it essentially but yeah you don't have to i was in a group once that said i had to post in 25 facebook groups a day i was like this is what stop. this is what i bought into i was like no stop stop i don't even okay <laughs> that part i i can't believe i let that slip because we're still kind of in the the state of coaching space right now i saw a post <laughs> and i put it in my story and it was basically talking about the client acquisition method that we're taught and this is funny because I see people, oh, I feel so bad. I see people do this to my profile. I can tell when it's a new coach and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, oh, sweetheart. Oh, they like five pictures, they'll watch my story and interact and disappear. And I'm like, okay, so now I may look at your profile and see who you are and see who you're about. But if you had taken 0.5 seconds to look at my profile and see what the fuck I'm about, you'd know I'm not with this dumb shit. If you want me, like if you are interested in my profile, <laughs> Fucking follow me. Don't play this tag. You're it. Come look at me and follow me. My page is better than yours. I'm not going to follow you first. Get the fuck out of here. Like, honestly, like, I want, 
any of you coaches that are in a business program and they're teaching you to do that, that's bullshit. You know what that looks like? Oh, literally what I just said. Come follow me. I'm cooler than you. I'm not going to follow you because follower count. But, you know, I liked a couple of your pictures without any context. Wrote a really bullshit ass comment that doesn't mean anything. Oh, nice shirt. <laughs> that was what they used to teach us, guys. Comment yeah, something. You look so um, pretty. You I'm look like, so wait a minute. Did you not read any of this shit that I just said all that time? It's good shit. That part. <laughs> I don't even look pretty. That, Damn it. That that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> that's the one. That's the I one. Noticed I noticed you're a coach in the coaching space. Thanks. <laughs> and it's, Did you know? And the, the, the fucked up part about that is that, like, let me try to, make, let me try to condense this thought, because y'all know I love talking. Condense this thought, Bonnie. Okay. So me doing the I'm done coaching thing and then dropping the next week, hey, I'm doing retreat, something I've never done before, and then everything else that comes after this, I took a step back and was like, this is how people do it. They thought something works in their business. They see what worked. They try to package it up and sell it to everybody. And it may work for some, it may work for many, or it may not work for anyone, but oh well, they have a system and if they market well, someone will buy it. And I sat there and I thought about that. I was like, that, I could never package it up. Like, hey, make a very polarizing statement that makes everyone panic. And now you have all their attention and then do something new. I mean, granted, that could possibly work. But like, I thought, I saw, I was like, this is what people are doing. And this is why so many people are getting hurt by the business coaches, because you're not all, they're not necessarily teaching you that part. They're not teaching you business. They're teaching you social media tactics and, and, and strategies for social media, which is different than business. Nobody taught me about KPIs or about how to write, what is a white paper or which is what I'm working on now for my app, for my business. Nobody taught me what a pitch deck was and how to get to investors or what angel investors were, or what uh, any of the shit was that like, nobody taught me how uh, to make it through recession, like all these things that are like business stuff is not what I was taught. I was, we were taught social media. Yeah, we were taught what worked for somebody worked. and she was able to grow her business based on that with whatever her background was, which was, yeah. And coming to a place and all of a sudden she pieced it all together and it blew up for her. It's like, oh, I figured it out. This is how you win the yeah. internet. Yes. And it's going to look different. And it's not. It's how she won the internet. Yes. And I think that's the part that I also notice is that some of the coaching containers can get a little clicky and a little culty. And everyone starts sounding like the leader. And I was in a few of those where I noticed, I was like, wow, everyone just sounds like a little miniature version of this person. What happens when they realize that is not who they are? And I realized real quick and I left, I, and not in a bitter way, but I was just like, oh, wow. Okay, so I have become super masculine and that's not necessarily who Bonnie is. Uh, thank you for the push. Thank you for all this information. It was invaluable, but I, I, wanna, I wanna show up as Bonnie, not a carbon copy of this coach who's doing really well. So if I'm gonna follow someone, great choice, but like, how do I, how do I show up as me? And so now that kind of makes me look at the, where does the future coaching go? Because if we, if people don't answer our DMs now because they're burnt out of, hey girl, messages and stuff like that. If people don't really fuck with our content, like people used to, not new anymore because everyone is saying the same thing, you know, 
the only solution now is for coaches to show up authentically and be who they are. Because if everyone's posting the same type of why I started my fitness journey or why I started my business or here's a mindset cap for this, no, you're not going to stand out. So if you're listening to this and you're worried like, damn, Bonnie, like, okay, well, fuck, am I fucked as a coach now? If I don't want to, no, this means that you get to do your business as you. I used to get so much shit from coaches from my feed, not making sense or why don't you pick a color theme bonnie or why don't you pick a this theme bonnie or why don't you just you know pick a filter that is and all this other shit and i was like because i want to be bonnie you guys want me to be the same person every single day and the truth is this feminine fluidity could show up as me looking like a boss bitch one day and me looking like a crybaby the next day the way that you're going to grow your business and here's the thing here's the motherfucking thing for anyone that's new to this space you're not supposed to be a six-figure entrepreneur in three months with your business. That's not normal. It's like that's not how three years at least for a business. At least, at least before it's not negative. Yes. Before it like starts turning any version of profit, like any version. I mean, I in fairness, right? Like I've made more money this year in my coaching than I did all of last year and part of the year before that <laughs> combined, just from coaching. But it took a lot of traction to get to that point. My first year, I say I was in business for four years. My first year, I made, I think, $35. Like, let's be honest, right? But I do think, like, where you started going with that, too, is that it's it's the authenticity. I mean, we've got ChatGPT. You can spot those posts a mile away now. They are so canned, and you can tell who has put their stuff into ChatGPT. I mean, sure, use it for a little editing and make sure you haven't left out a comma, but also there's nothing wrong with leaving out a comma. Like, we're human beings, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. Life isn't perfect. Life is a little bit messy. And it is that authenticity um, and that point of difference that is going to connect your dreamy people with you. Like, that is what is why you're here, is to be you. You're not here to be somebody else. Like. God created you as this perfect, amazing human to do your perfect, amazing things, not be somebody else. Yeah. You don't look like somebody else. You don't have their experience. You've got you and your experience. And I think that's that's going to be the differentiation and where successful coaches are going to be successful. It's making personal connections. It's showing up on videos. It's doing lives. It's having conversations so that people can really get to know you. It's getting curious about other people, yeah. not just popping into DMs and saying, hey girl, you know, I saw this. It's genuine, actual conversations, you know? Um, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily gonna blow up from right. your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts. It's, um, it's going to take a little bit longer. You know, it's, I haven't signed a client off of a single post. I did once. <laughs> there was the one time, right? I posted something in somebody else's group and this person reached out and was like, oh my God, you're speaking to me. I have a feeling she'd probably been seeing me for a long time and it was just this one that shifted her. But it that was, that was a year into my business. That was a long time ago. That was over two years ago. My clients now come from other relationships that I've built. They come from word of mouth. They come from clients that I've already worked with who are recommending me and referring me to people that they know in their world. Um, 
and it's from the authenticity it's not because i've created a perfect post although you know it's really important to me that my message is out there and i really love to create content and put it out but it's not what's converting clients to work with me it's the authenticity and being real and saying when things don't always look as pretty as we hope they they're going to like I wrote down took over a year because I feel like one of the one of my beefs with the online coaching space as well was that the whole like it has to be you know sorry build a business wow. 90 days type thing and if you're not then what's wrong and this thought came up earlier too but when you said what does success mean to you it took me to last year to realize like I am successful I don't give a fuck what someone's like, oh, you haven't reached this benchmark in your business. Bonnie, why don't you have more followers yet? You make like, I get this a lot from friends. And that's what made me just be like, well, fuck it, I'm done couching. Because people are like, Bonnie, like, man, how come you haven't blown up on social media yet? You you make really great content. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and it used to, I'm not, I'm human. That it would, it would get to me. It would always get to me. And I was like, yeah, what am I doing wrong? It went from Bonnie, you're so great. Why don't more people see you to my subconscious interpreting that as, yeah, what are you doing wrong, kid? What are you doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? And so finally I had to be like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I said, I wanted a, a house of the view on the lake. I have it. I wanted a newer Jeep because I had been a single mom that always had cars that broke down. I have one fresh off the lot. I said, I wanted this, I have this. I said, I wanted that, I have that. I'm successful. I'm going to fuck what you think success looks like monetarily. This is what I wanted for my life to create content. If I look in my journal several years back, what did Bonnie want? She wanted to create content. She wanted to teach. I, I was like, I speak, I learn, I teach, and I get paid to speak and teach and learn. That's what I wanted. I'm like, and I sat back, I'm like, well, I'll be damned. That's super important to consider the one, like you said, it is going to take a while. And I thought I was unsuccessful because I wasn't a millionaire yesterday. <laughs> and then two, defining what success means to you is really going to help you. You also talked about authenticity. And again, that may not get you. Who knows? Your authentic, yep, your authentic self could skyrocket you or your authentic self might take a little bit longer to find. But if you truly feel like this is what you're here to do, then patience is going to be your best friend because you have to cultivate the art of content creation. You got to cultivate the skill of if you're only going to use social media, right? If you're only going to use social media, these are skills. So don't, it's not that you're doing something wrong. There's millions of other people on here doing the same thing as you. And some of them are dumping boatloads of money into ads. So don't beat yourself up. Um, everything comes in divine and perfect timing. Now, I know the big thing that I want that you and I were connecting on and something that we wanted to talk about. Um, and I didn't find a smooth way to segue into this, but I just want to make sure I got it's it before um is the the issue of unconscious bias and then what i predict in the future will be a very conscious bias flipping flipping the tables and is that even what we want so when i i know everybody here for the most part listening or watching you know what unconscious bias is but let me explain to you what it looks like even from my black ass perspective if i'm looking on social media and i see a white woman who's got a very beautiful, perfectly like feed. She's got lots of, I need something I had to make time for. <laughs> and um, like, and I see her feed. And then I see another woman who maybe is black or Hispanic or anything besides what she is. No one's gonna say I'm 
picking the white lady but like and this is how i explain it to my son because this could go off the deep end we grew up in america where everybody on tv for the most part was white the doctors the police everyone is white so unconsciously i have a bias to when i think of doctor white male when you think of police officer white male this doesn't make anybody bad this doesn't make anybody racist i'm not saying that you are bad for the unconscious bias you have so how does that work in the coaching space i could be fire ass bonnie as i have been dropping post after post nugget after nugget running myself into the ground as i did however because if my website doesn't look as like like someone else's a little more polished that also happens to look a little different than me the unconscious bias is going to be like well this person it looks better on the outside or this is what i'm used to seeing and this is what we gravitate towards and this is not something that really got addressed a lot until recently um with some coaches who are speaking up like yo white women be real like you have a privilege in this space you get to show up say you're a coach and people believe you i show up and say i'm a coach and i have to pump out an insane amount of content and social proof and this is what i do and trust me i'm a good person and listen i'm smart listen like i gotta go i gotta jump through hoops before people will trust me whereas my counterparts get to show up and whether or not they become rich in their business is irrelevant there is a sense of trust that is instilled with our minds because this is what all of us have seen. So do you want to touch on that? <laughs> um, well, I think yes and no. Um, no. <laughs> like you've said it so very well. I don't know that I can explain it any better than you have. I think as a white woman, what happens and what I notice among a lot of people that look like me is a fear of addressing and accepting that we do have a level of privilege. So there are a lot of people who are in my generation and who look like me who say, oh yeah, but men have all the control and men have this. I'm like, yes, but our experience, my experience as a white woman in this world is very different to a black woman's experience in this world. The expectation of the value that is coming from most black women are in the service industry they're not paid as much it's 66 cents on the dollar still still and that was when i was fucking in high school it was the same thing that a woman is paid to a man and it's even less for a black woman so after that it's black men and then after that it's black women so there is a bias that what we have to work to address because everything that we see and everything that is within our culture permeates what those subconscious beliefs are that we have. And we have to be conscious about shifting them. So we have to take conscious action to see them so that we can engage differently, so that we can support people right and not say okay well this is what you should do right because then that's me being like the savior and that's that's not my job what support do you need how what is it that we can do because we're in this together because if my role is to make an impact on the collective that is everybody in the collective the collective isn't fucking white that is everybody and I don't have the answers for how that is going to happen I don't know I think right? being who you are and because as soon as you started talking i remember the point that i wanted to use which is one of my coaches that i love dearly beautiful has an amazing heart but never really addressed the issue which was that 
the majority, not the majority, there were several people in the program who were black. Or, there was like one black male too. He was so cute. Um, but um, my heart broke because I was watching these people and I was like, I know that this program is not going to give them the results that they want. And let me explain if you're watching this or listening and you're like, why not? Here's the thing. I got certified as a life coach through HCI beautiful company loved their program it was very valuable worth every penny but when i started doing my when i first started doing my practice sessions on my mother um i got very discouraged because she wasn't responding to the questions that they told me to ask and like the things that i was asking weren't resonating with her and the sessions were very dry and it took me several clients to like oh okay that's where we're going let me make this so it makes sense to my people so that alone, that program was made for white women. It wasn't intentionally made for white women, but the construction of it was made for a woman who's going through this type of life. And at that time, majority of it was white people. So now look in the business coaching space. When I joined these programs where people are predominantly white and I'm looking at some of the tactics that they'd have us do or things that they would have us say or how we were supposed to move in our business, I'm looking at it like, yeah, that shit ain't gonna work with my people. And I'm told, oh, that's a limiting belief, Bonnie, go work on your mindset. And me being a lifelong learner, I'm like, okay, coach, I'll go work on my mindset. And then... <laughs> They did they told me to do and then it still wouldn't work and i was like so am i like stuff like oh your audience isn't broke that one that one right there used to kill me so i'm like well your audience isn't broke clearly because i'm in your audience and i paid you you don't know what my audience is you don't know i'm like I'm, i was a former high school like youth minister so the majority of my audience for the first several years of my business were women who were teen moms or had kids at 20 who are working in service level positions and it's not necessarily that they're broke but for they weren't in a place where they had surplus of funds right we're we're all basically at the same level and for coaches it's like no bonnie that's your limiting belief people in your audience have money you just have to find them or that i'm like from your perspective where you grew up that would be a limiting belief for me this is my fucking reality and it took me a long time to be able to strip that and realize, no, I'm not fucking crazy. Yes, the people in my audience are the people I grew up with and the people I knew. So yeah, they got about as much money as I do. Um, and then two, just, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, and, and you said you don't have an answer for how we can change it, just listening. Like if they had ever asked me, okay, Bonnie, you seem to be struggling in this area. What does your audience look like or who is you know like do you need to do some more network expansion or mark like extend your network or start a new page and stuff like that no like you said they don't ask how you want your business to look they don't ask any questions they're just like do this do this do this assuming that we all have the same experience there we go the way that we can combat this is to stop assuming that we all have the same experience and empathy and that's why I'm big on shadow work, because you like if you don't have empathy, go do some shadow work. You realize how much junk you got. You realize everybody else has that junk, too, stuff that you don't even know about. And you're able to be more aware, like if I'm struggling with this and nobody knows or no one knew, then dang, she may have some struggles that I don't even understand. So maybe I won't try to put her in my box since I have no idea what's going on in there. That's mm -hmm. how we can help battle that. Yeah. And I think that there's just so many people that look like me there's so many white folks that are not willing to even have that conversation which you know 
I mean, I, I lived outside of the US for a long time. I lived outside of the country for 20 years. I remember when I first got to England, um, there was an article, there was a um, young black kid that had been killed by um, a group of young white boys. And they were like, we should look to America for their race relations. I was like, what? I was like, I'm not so sure we should. <laughs> the best model. And but in all fairness, it feels like it's gone backwards. And you know, I've I've lived in different cultures and different countries. I've lived with lots of brown people. And there's a very different perspective and lens. And I think that it's typical of America largely anyway where we're so very insular we don't have to necessarily look outside and when we break that down into our smaller socioeconomic groups we don't have to look outside right and so it's easier for white people to say everything seems to be working okay for me what's the problem over there <laughs> i don't get it you know these coaching spaces like well you're not and, and again, this isn't just about like race or anything, but like in the coaching spaces specifically, when people would be like, I tried this and it's not working, we always get accused of having a shitty mindset, which to be fair, I'm a mindset coach. Yes, I get it. It probably is somebody's mindset, but it's worth asking. It's worth examining because it, it just, respecting the person, respecting that not everything is a boxed up package and that we all have individual experiences which I think, again, leads me back to where I was so frustrated with the coaching space. Everyone wanted me to scale my business and make it a very clear step system. And yes, I have a process. We have the mind and body method. Yes, I have a way that I go about coaching clients. Um, am I ready to package it up and step completely away from my business and just be like, sell it on autopilot? No, because I actually enjoy what the fuck I do. So, <laughs> um, like, but also being able to have these conversations with women, clients, and figure out, okay, so that didn't work for you, why? What are you experiencing that we can't see? Because it all comes back to serving the collective. If she's going through something that she's not talked to anyone about, I can only imagine how many other people are going through this. Let's serve to get, let, let, let's do this. So I think that I love, what did she say? You said we, a lot of people aren't willing to have the combo, and then you said something else I really liked. Are you like, we don't, you don't have to we're just so very insular yeah i think we don't like people like i don't know what you really loved about i said a whole lot um, but i think like that we are within america especially or the united states we're not america within the united states we're very insular and it's easy for people to not look outside and to not have to inspect what other people's experiences and backgrounds might be and what they're bringing to the table you know but i i mean yeah, and just not understanding that there are different cultural experiences that happen within the same country. We are not all having the same exact cultural experience just because we live in the same country. Facts. I um, and I'm gonna come back to this, but I remember I'm in Toastmasters, and somebody gave a speech. One of my friends, he's from Africa, and he's a he's an engineer, and he gave a <laughs> he did a speech like a duo speech which is weird but they did it and he did it with a older one of our older members about 80 years old 80 year old white male and a black male from nigeria and they talked about race and i was cringing the entire fucking time because i'm like i love my friend that's 80 he's a great man he fought in the war he's got a much more open mind than he did years ago because he's in spaces like this where he can be with people different so i love my club 
But for my friend from Nigeria, I just wanted to take him out afterwards and drag his fucking ass. Because I'm like, you came to America with So you are already experiencing the same experience that my black ass son who came from a single mom is. There's a difference. I'm like, you drive a very nice fancy sports car. So no, you don't understand. Like he kept saying, I don't understand why black people get so mad at this. And I don't see racism. And I was just like, because you're not in that ecosystem to experience it. So even, so I love it when people say like, oh, never mind, let me not open that can of worms. But I just, I had to explain to him. I was like, listen, I understand that you're blacker than I am. You're blacker than anybody in my family. However, at the top of the food chain, it's not about race anymore. We all know it's about money and you're up there. So no, you're not dealing with the same stuff that my kid has to go through. Your daughters, you don't have to worry about what happens when they get pulled over. When my kids drive, I'm terrified to know that they're driving in a place where they could easily be shot just because someone says they had a cell phone in their hand. No, we are not the same. So I think that, that is a very valid, strong point that people need to realize. Like, just because you're in proximity with people doesn't mean that you guys have the same experience. And I know that we, are, you've got about seven minutes left with me. So the last thing that popped up in my head before this call is if we're coming out of a, a, a paradigm or a season or whatever, where we had a lot of unconscious bias in the space in life, but we're talking about coaching, um, something hit me me before we got on the phone and I was looking at one of my friend's reels and I know that she's transitioning her business and she's going into more holistic healing because she sees that you know this is kind of where we're all going and I was just looking at her profile and unconsciously my or maybe it was conscious but I did a little eye roll so in my head I'm like oh good now we got another blonde healer on the market <laughs> and so I was like damn it I was like so is this the, is this the only answer from being unconscious bias and 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 preferring someone that looks like her to me now like shifting into oh of course she's doing like i was like this is i'm about balance and i'm about like you know getting everything the way it needs to be not okay well black, black women weren't ahead now so just fuck all the white women and now to us like that doesn't sound good to me either that's not that's not the best alternative um and so i'm just thinking i'm like how what does that look like how do we go from just being unaware of our biases to not going off the fucking deep end. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and I'm a Libra, so I always want to find the balance, but I think it is in finding the balance. It's in recognizing that there are individual strengths and that we come from different backgrounds, but we do regardless, right? And it's, I, I do think that bringing it into the conversation is the way to start shifting it so that it can become more conscious. Um, but hopefully not necessarily having a bias. And if we're sticking with what's really important is the authenticity, the being genuine. Um, I'll tell a quick little story. One of my clients um, had posted, she and I were having conversation over on Facebook. Um, she was looking for a business coach and I reached out to her and said, hey, you know, this is what I do. If you want to hop onto a call, let me know. I'd love to help out. Um, she and I really hit it off and she was like, okay, I want to think about it. I'm speaking to some other coaches. And at the time I was not that confident. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so I stepped away from it for a little while. And a few days later, I saw her post in that same group. Hey guys, I need your advice. Um, she probably didn't use guys. Hey, I need your advice. I am looking for a business coach. Um, I'm a black woman and she's white. 
what do you think I should do? Should I only work with a black female business coach? And the answers were all over the place. Of course, yes, that's all you should, like she's never going to understand you or, oh, you know, she'll know everything because she's got business experience, whatever. Like it was all over the place. And I just said, you know what? At this point, I just have to trust. I have to trust that I've done my due diligence. Um, and it was the most trusting experience that I've stepped into with the client. Um, and at the end, she trusted me enough to choose and decide to work with me. And we, we had the best fucking time. We doubled her results within six weeks. Um, we're still in touch now. And it was probably two years ago. Um, and so I think it's just, it's being conscious and being aware, but ultimately having the confidence to make the decision that is the right decision, which can be really hard when you've got all of the voices of everybody else around you telling you what they think you should do because it's the right thing. So, you know, had she listened to her family saying, yeah, of course you need to work with a black woman, we wouldn't have had the beauty of that experience. I wouldn't have been able to see more into her world, which has helped me to be able to show up better for all of my clients because, you know, it opened my eyes to different business models. She was actually in an MLM. That um, if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't have been able to show up bigger for other people. If she hadn't had that experience, she wouldn't have gotten the business results maybe that she got. I don't know. Maybe she would have with someone else. But, you know, it was a very enriching conversation because we just allowed each other to show up authentically as, as ourselves without everything else that everybody else puts on top of it. We didn't have to carry all of that other stuff around and could just really trust each other through that process. I think that that is something, not I think, I know that that is definitely at the, the heart of my mission and my vision. Like as a black woman, I've often struggled with how I'm gonna look to my community or my peers, my people, if I'm not only with black people. Like for years, I was a, I've always dated outside my race just because that's what I grew up around. I barely grew up around any black boys. I, I love humans, by the way, I'm bisexual, but so I don't have necessarily like a type, but I was scared to do the work that I do in the black community because I knew that I was probably gonna marry outside of my race. And that is something that really like irked me. I was like, why does it have to be like this? And so mm -hmm. a couple things that I got from what you said were aware and conscious, and then I wrote awakened. Because if we're the work that you and I do and, and other coaches like us is that we're trying to awaken and and enlighten and equip the collective. Like, okay, you woke up from the matrix, cool. Now here's here's how you go about living in a line life. Mm -hmm. And when you're at that state, it's not about race, it's not about money, it's not about anything anymore. It's about the collective. And if we can do our part as coaches, like my boy Chris here, Chris is the realist. If we can do our part to continue to do that, that's the ultimate goal. Is that we can continue to awaken people, help people become aware, help them be more conscious. So that when you're making decisions, it's not, oh, I'm going with her because she looks like me. Or I'm going with her because this will make my community happy that I hired a black coach or whatever. Like you can do what makes the most sense for you. And I'm, I'm just really big on the partnering. Like I even knew as a little kid when I, my dad is very pro-black and I love him for it because he's made me such a strong fighter for what I believe in. But even as a little kid, I was like, how can we do what like MLK was saying? Or how can we make this world better if you're 
busy trying to keep everybody separate like that doesn't seem right and mm -hmm. i'll i'll share the story and then i want you to share what you have share your information how people can follow you and we'll wrap up but just this week as i was getting ready to book our resort for the retreat um and i went and applied to do klarna like the pay over time thing just to see if it would give us a smaller deposit or whatever you're just playing around with prices and before i even clicked to apply it was like nah you good <laughs> or something i just remember like he didn't give me the option and i was like all right well i asked my coo who's a white woman i was like hey i'm your in can you give it a try and she hopped on and it asked for her credit card didn't ask for her social it asked for my social right away like all this other stuff and i was just like oh wow and it made me think like imagine if I was not thinking of the collective and it was just like, well, only Bonnie or only black or only this, this and that. I'm like, because I've partnered with her, because I'm open to, to experiencing, she's open to, to working under a black woman beside and building and just being aware of her bias and all the things that we're talking about. Because she did that, we were able to move forward to the next step. Whereas if I was doing that on my own, I probably could have fallen into a spiral of see how hard it is to be black and see or whatever kind of story I could have created in my head. And that I'm not even sure where I was going with this besides like we need each other. I think just bottom line, there's that was just an example of how much we need each other and how there's ways that I can help you as a white woman that you probably that wouldn't have come to your mind to do and vice versa i truly believe what they told your former client like she's going to have experience that you don't and that's that's what i believe i was like we're here to help each other our combined experiences are what make us more powerful and our mission my heart's mission and i'm sure yours is is to get people like us to keep us here in this space and to differentiate us from the people who don't have this sort of soul-centered mission at heart so you, Kristen, is there, I want to let you, first of all, thank you for being on here with me for an hour. Um, you are amazing. How can we find you? What would you like us to know about your business and all those good things? Um, yes. Well, easiest way to find me is here on Instagram. Um, I don't do fancy business stuff. I haven't had a website for over a year and a half. I keep saying I'm going to, but I just haven't again. Um, so easiest way to find me is here. Um, and I think, you know, the thing to know is that, you know, I love having conversations. So if there's anything that we've talked about and you want to pick my brain, like reach out and ask me questions. Um, you know, I right now have a couple of different ways to work with me. It's um, I have a program that I've just launched that is specific for coaches so that they can develop that coaching skill of being able to take somebody through to a transformation, not just the consulting or how do I teach a skill. Um, so if somebody's interested in learning more about that, I am always happy to talk about it. Um, and I think we need to just continue the conversation about, you know, the, the biases there, you know, I was thinking too, there's, there's definitely a link of how do we shine a light on those blind spots, like those shadow parts, and we have to talk about them to bring them forward. That's what helps us as individuals grow. Um, it's what helps us grow as a collective, you know, and recognizing the individual strengths, um, how we all play together. Um, and can build on each of those strengths is what makes, you know, what, what makes it happen in a magical and beautiful way. Kristen, again, guys, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, I will have her contact information in the show notes. If you're watching this live and you want to connect with her, um, you can click on her picture here. Um, again, you'll be able to find the podcast after today on YouTube uh apple Podcasts and spotify so make sure that if you just tuned in you go back and you catch up on all of this 
Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this conversation. I'm looking forward to many more. I hope you guys have the best day of your entire life. Coach Bonds is out. Peace. Bye, Kristen. Bye. So grateful for you. Thank you. Bye.